one. Hello, everybody. Stop that shit. Stop that shit. Seriously. You're making me swear. Which was... I was like par for the course for yeah. this one. On today's podcast, I swore a little bit. I don't know why. I'm I don't know. You were potty mouth. Particular potty mouth. But like I said, you were watching soccer before this. So. Yeah. So on today's podcast, we talk about self-doubt, confidence, and attitude with a little bit of self-talk thrown in for good measure. And yeah. Did you just say a bunch of buzzwords right there? We did. I would say we talked about attitude, which is encompassed self-talk, situational talk, negative self-talk, positive self-talk, all types of talk. Look at you go. I stopped saying buzzwords. I call them green words now. Green words. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that sounds good, but what do you mean? Quantify that. Yeah. Dive in deeper. I like it. We talk about that a little bit as well, how you can make people uncomfortable by diving in deeper. Yeah, you like to respond to type of stuff. I like messing with people. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. So... Episode 130. 130. A little dirty. Confidence and attitude. Here we go. Well, it's Monday, June 28th. It's almost 3 p.m. in the afternoon, Ben. And I'm and yawning. We are in Arizona. Or a little more humid. At least it feels like we're in Death Valley. It's 106 oh, degrees. Yeah. Toasty! 15% humidity. How hot is it in Arizona this week? Have you looked? I think it's actually 10 degrees more than here. I would imagine. Like pushing 120. So we're 104 today. What's AZ? Arizona, it's 10 degrees. It's, yeah. it's 12 degrees. So I mean, well, no. No, what did I say? We're 104? It's only 4 degrees higher. We're 106. That we are going to be hotter than Arizona, actually, this week. Okay. It's certain days. Like, we're supposed to be 112, 110. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're 105, 104, 104, 105. I have friends in Hawaii this week, and it's the mid-80s, and they're just so happy. Oh, Hawaii's always, like, around 80, though. Yeah. Like, Hawaii's perfect. But uh, when do you go to Hawaii to cool down? I, yeah. Seriously. It's but anyway, beautiful. I actually don't Figures. mind the heat. I do just fine with it. I, on the bright side, bust out a nice shiny white pair of sneakers today that have never been on my feet. It really changes your attitude, doesn't it? It does. It brightens my day. It's an experience. (laughs) (laughs) They also match my royal blue shirt, so works good. They get a royal blue swoosh. Look at that. Fancy. Yeah. I'm coordinated. You're coordinated. Coordinated. Yeah. Coordinated. Well, Well... it is Monday. It is. On what I'm guessing is going to be an interesting week going into like a holiday weekend. And then next week, I'm thinking, is also going to be a little interesting from a actual work standpoint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many people want to do anything, especially when it's 110 degrees. I'm going to guess few people take off early and go to the lake. I would not be surprised in the least. I drove in from the lake this morning. So stayed out there, did a little boating little beach sitting in the shade because it was hot even in the shade and then drove in monday and went to work it was great actually well look at you go it was nice very nice yeah what'd you end up doing this weekend i didn't do a whole lot of anything um let's see yeah nothing you didn't do anything you sat inside your house all weekend i um i did like chore stuff like i literally went full terminator in the house on anything i don't use or haven't worn or anything like that and yeah you just did the purge pretty much yeah 
That's that probably, was, that's that was good Saturday. To do Went to the gym Saturday morning, then did that Saturday afternoon. Sunday, picked a buddy up from the airport. Um, Who was flying in? Who'd you pick up? Jared. Jared Swoboda. Hmm. Um, so he was coming back from Austin, Texas, where he's uh, he was doing a test for a fire fire crew. Um, he's a newly graduated firefighter. Um, Probably going to need him this summer. And then Sunday night, I made steak, lobster, and shrimp. Ooh, you fancy. Yeah. You fancy. So, no, I had a good weekend. It just was pretty low-key, and it was hotter than Hades, so. Sometimes those low-key ones are kind of nice, just chilling mm-hmm. in this air conditioning. That'll be this the evenings this week, basically, when it's just yeah. hot as it is. You Watched know. a lot of soccer as well. There's tons of soccer on TV just now, as you just experienced. Yeah, I know. Steven walks into my office and says, we got to finish this before we record. And I'm like, it's probably the same thing that's on the TV in our main like lounge area. Lo and behold, it is the same. <laughs> so we watched France and Switzerland penalty shootout, which... And most sports fans mean something. Yeah, I was going to say, and I learned something new. About ben, ben was clueless, <laughs> but we educated him. I knew, when, I knew, I knew when people yelled that they were mm-hmm. shocked or happy. I wasn't sure which one, but yeah. Context. So we are talking about what today, Ben? You were quick well, to respond to this one. I thought, I think you kind of liked the idea of this topic. Well, I mean, yeah, I responded with my own little variation of it mm-hmm. too. And I mean, in my version of what we're talking about today is we're talking about attitude. Mm-hmm. Specifically, you brought up self, you know, positive self-talk or just, uh, not positive, but just self-talk. I uh, actually brought up self-doubt. Self-doubt. Did you say self-doubt? Self-confidence. Yeah, and self-talk. Okay. And then that's what prompted me to expand and say, why don't we just talk about attitude? Like yeah. your attitude towards others, towards, you know, and like mm-hmm. situational attitude. Yeah. I and I think attitude's word. a part of all of those things. Yeah, I think I even said that. Like the, the things that you brought up are all part of attitude. Attitude being mm-hmm. the overarching thing. So I just want to talk about it in even more depth. So, like you did to me last time, Stephen. Obviously, this came from somewhere. <laughs> Where did this come from? Why were you thinking about those three things specifically that led us to the topic of attitude? Well, I think it goes without saying I've never really had a confidence problem. For, at least for long spells um but i'm struggling with golf just now so that's kind of the genesis of it because i played on friday morning at 6 a.m before it got to a thousand degrees and i was talking to the guy i was playing with adam who you know mm-hmm. and both of us got really pissed off on the back nine and actually put together a good back nine because i was annoyed i was focused dedicated agitated um but basically, I, I said to him, and you're not allowed to laugh at this, I said, I'm too good of a fucking athlete to be this shitty at golf, right? And because I just was doing stupid things. Like, I would follow up wonderful shots with absolute dog shit. So he approaches the tee, and he's angry. I can tell. We're both agitated at this point, and I think this is on, like, 12 or 13. And he just goes, I'm too good an athlete. He repeats what I said. He's like, I'm too good an athlete to be this shitty at golf. And he just stripes a drive right down. And he finished, I think, that holy birdied, the next holy birdied, and then he went par, par, like, just put this streak together. And I got better as well because I was thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, so I changed my mindset there. Like, I actually started believing in myself. And I've been, for a month, 
between my back hurting mm-hmm. and just not having any confidence in my golf swing whatsoever being playing shitty golf and you and I have a match coming up that our buddies are trying to set up which, yeah, they're trying to which I refuse to lose <laughs> <laughs> so I had to think about it from the perspective that that mindset shift but then this morning I had to offer some leadership and coaching to one of my guys um you ever heard the expression nice guys finish last yeah well that's the guy every excuse every no that he gets he's just like oh okay well uh, you know I'll, I'll come back he doesn't push yeah. yeah like we're talking one deal where he's had signatures for two months and hasn't installed it so he's not been paid on it because he doesn't get paid until it gets installed what's and he waiting on every excuse under the oh well my admin isn't in that day and I'm not here that day and my techs are kind of reticent to change and it's like fuck that like you go and you camp in their office for a day and spend time with them if you need to because you know how we get paid it's a substantial signing bonus and then residual income and I'm like you're going to go you have three days left in this month and it hasn't counted for the last two months so he'd sent me I I ask don't make another month go by I ask all the guys that roll up to me to send me an intention email in the morning and all it's not for me it's for them right so it's not a micromanaging thing it's just like hey give me an idea of what you're doing when I check in with you later in the day, I'm going to see how that stuff's going, see if you've achieved any of the goals you've set out. And it's just like three or four lines, like, hey, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. So specific, call so-and-so, actionable, do, yeah. all that stuff, right? So this, he's like, yeah, I just don't know what to do. And I was like, you do know what to do. You, you lack the confidence to do it. And you telling yourself you don't know what to do is what's putting you in this position, and you're accepting it. And I think I've shared with you before the the prison sentiment which is really about horrific things happening to people but in prison they, they teach you hey if, if you allow it you accept it right so i kind of called him out a little bit by email and said i want you to digest this for 30 minutes and i'll give you a call in a little bit and we're going to discuss it because i knew he was going to be hot about it because i didn't pull any punches um so when i called him he's like yeah you're right and i need to do this this and this so that was kind of my thought and then i text you right after that i'm like okay that worked for him Mm-hmm. kind of some accountability and calling him out and he's gone out today and he's making things happen which get it installed we'll see <laughs> it still has to st- there's some some things <laughs> that still have to happen for that to fully but no uh, he's a uh, step in the right direction he, he took the bull by the horn so yeah. to speak so i questioned internally and haven't talked to him about this yet what he's telling himself what his mm-hmm. attitude is why he has all this self-doubt when he's clearly capable right so that's what the genesis of this was Hmm. interesting two things golf and me leading somebody else to kind of have the same epiphany i had golf is one of those things though where it's like such a humbling sport (laughs) it's like one minute you could have a stellar drive and then just botch your chip or botch your second second stroke on the fairway yeah, it's, well, it's a hard sport and really the thing like you're talking about like I'm too good an athlete the funny thing about golf is some of the people who are the best at it are the least athletic individuals I've seen yeah let's not talk about that but these days good <laughs> golfers are athletes you don't see the John Daly's anymore <laughs> ask Pop who some of the best golfers are that he knows yeah but they were I athletic meet, I, at I some got point. to meet some of them on mm-hmm. uh, on uh, Friday oh yeah so i've made some changes to things i'm doing not just i go to the range 
and 90 out of 100 of the balls I hit are dynamite but then I get on the course and I realised that my prep wasn't right I wasn't addressing the ball the same way every time I wasn't going through the same routine I was saying things that weren't consistent with then what I was doing on the course so I think we'll see a lot of strokes come off my game here with a few mindset shifts and attitude adjustments as opposed to physical adjustments Hmm. so yeah so golf attitude and it took (laughs) it took that on friday literally me getting agitated and both of us because you you've you know adam adam's six four two twenty just shredded yeah he's he is athletic played football basketball collegiately like oh yeah he's athletic he and i are like we're two good athletes Mm -hmm. like you, you hand me something whether it's a bat a ball a run jump catch throw whatever it is both of us are right there when we play basketball against each other we give each other a hell of a game and it's like how can this little white ball and a metal stick just <laughs> confound us <laughs> and seriously it, it's uh, it's the cerebral funny. nature of golf right there's so much psychology in golf mm-hmm. like you, you could get one drive one wrong drive one wrong stroke and if you allow it to get into your head, it can just spiral, man. It's crazy how you yeah. know. We say like, "I'm I'm falling apart." Like, almost you need like a an audible reset. You just time like, out. I'm resetting. Time out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'll tell you what, I don't need, and I think this often happens on the golf course when you're playing with people. You need a beer, and I was like, that's the opposite of what I need because if I'm going to drink and be angry at myself, that's a bad headspace for me to be in. See, I think the beer thing is, is probably that it just provides the reset more than anything. Yeah, like It, it just loosens you up and says, okay, take a deep breath, just chill out, you know, and it forces you to just slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, I think for a lot of people, it just says, like, okay, this is meant to be fun, right? Like, So it, it just almost shifts your mindset and the psychology of it all for most folks maybe not for steven it doesn't for me it really doesn't it's yeah, i know you've said that before but I, you're I, a weird duck i am so anyway I, I guess the crossover here is that i do think this is a even though it was golf that that was the genesis of this i do think that there's um what you point at that f pace i like that jaguar mm. f pace yeah in between getting it fixed every F-type, time you drive excuse it. Me, F-type, not F-Pace. Yeah, the F-Pace is the SUV. Yep. That's what I had for a while with the rental. It is, yep, yep, um, yep. Speaking of which, and I'm, I'm going to get off on this. I'm Diverge. dropping my car off on Friday for some work to get done. And I get online to try and get a rental just for over the weekend. $400 a day. I'm not doing it. Uber. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Um $400 a day because there's a national rental car shortage. Yeah, I don't It's crazy. Fucking loonies. <laughs> I was like, no, I'll walk. <laughs> yeah. Well, you live in a place where it's like you walk to the grocery store. Yeah. Or walk, I mean, I mean, and it's the weekend. It's the 4th of July weekend, so I'll probably just tag on with somebody and not worry about not having my car over the weekend. But, yeah. He's still going to go out to Brian Scott's place, even though no, his family's all, uh, are all he's gone? He's in South Carolina yeah. doing stuff with a boat. Um, I don't know where his family's going to be. They they just moved out of their house this morning too, um, like sold and out. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I have no plans. Um, I'm kind of okay watch with them that. from your rooftop almost. You can go to the rooftop next door. I don't away. care about fireworks. I've seen fireworks a million times. I think that's the most retarded. Sorry, that's a bad. Um, such a grumpy old man. Word. You are such um, a grumpy old man. It's just such a uh, the whole wait what ooh ah 
yeah, you've seen that before. It's exactly the same as last time. That <laughs> one's purple, and that one's green, and that one's red. So I'm not really into fireworks, but... I like um, fireworks. Of course you do. Anything to be contrary. <laughs> you like fireworks. You're anything to be contrary, yeah. Mr. Fireworks himself over here. So where I was I going know. before I got sidelined with a car nonsense, um, there's a lot of parallels to life and business and relationships in terms of self-doubt, self-confidence, attitude, and self-talk. Mm-hmm. And I think we're obviously going to dive into some of that today. So what we are right now we're what made you jump in so quick because often when i send you a topic you're like uh, or we have a discussion first but you were like yeah and we'll talk about attitude i don't know let me look back at our text message stream <laughs> and then you sent me like yeah I use my calendar link and i was like your calendar link why don't you just tell me a time you damn calendar link freaking big time I saved us like three or four messages back and forth. We're going to be available Monday. Are you no, you Wednesday? saved you three or four messages, and I had to get on there and scroll through which days you're available for lunch. I even deleted some stuff this week, and they ended up doing it next week. I didn't have any availability this week. See? So it was good that I sent you my calendar link. Well, nobody picks lunch usually in the same week. Well, who does that? Uh, you said you want to talk about self-doubt, self-confidence. I said, sounds like a, a, a niche of attitude. What about that being part of it? But we expand on it to include attitude towards situations and toward others and how that can affect you. So I don't know. There, there's no particular thing in mind that just kind of like came out of me. So they're kind of not a very exciting story. But I was just like, yeah, you sound like you're talking about attitude. And if we're talking about attitude, we should talk about like positive self-talk. Yeah. And there were certainly times, I mean, your example this morning, I think, positive self-talk, but like kind of starting to take control of like situational you know positive you know situational attitude like this guy the people haven't proactively reached out to me to install the unit like the stars haven't aligned for the unit to be installed it's like well okay then maybe you want to shift your attitude the one that's a little bit more proactive Mm -hmm. a proactive attitude where you go and you take the uh, initial step to put into action the installation right so you can actually get paid on it so, and, and I guess it doesn't necessarily, that's an interesting point that I just unintentionally made, is like, it doesn't have to be that we're talking about like positive attitude, right? It's like a shifting in your attitude that's appropriate to the situation or the individual uh, that I think you're referencing or talking to is important too. Yeah. And I, th- I think going a little deeper there, I'm an active pragmatist, right? So I, I've, I've used this example before. But when you were potty training Weston and you told me you were free Friday through Sunday or Friday through Monday, whatever it was, Lauren didn't want you in the house at all. So you, I, I was like, okay, so you can go to Vegas. <laughs> and we got the okay of Vegas. I booked Vegas for both of us. We made it happen. We went and had fun. I, that That's me, right? So I'm the guy that I, I'm not passive in very many things, mm-hmm. right? You give me plan like hey we should go and blah 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 and it's like okay here's the course we're going to play golf on this day it's booked the rest of the details we'll figure out or some folks can't do that it's funny though mm-hmm. they're just like but that's just too soon it's like why why can't we do it? well I, I don't and they don't even have a reason yeah for not being able to do it mm-hmm. but just their mind like they can't wrap their head around that idea but that's spontaneity though like that's yeah. the spice of life to some degree in my to, opinion yeah to a point um but for me it's it's 
first off, the, the pragmatic part, and I think a lot of people don't know what pragmatic means. I think it's used a lot. But pragmatism is just figure out how to get shit done. Like, in its simplest form, that's all it is. And GST? Then it, yeah. And then the active pragmatist is going to figure out how to get shit done, and then I'm going to go and do it. And that's what I'm, I was trying to impart this morning. That's what I'm always trying to impart in the people that roll up to me and the people around me. It's like, okay, are you able to control this more than you are? Because we control the controllables, and you and I talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. And if it's out with our control, what influence do we have in and around it to maybe shift that circle of control closer to you? So, Well, that whole controlling the controllables, I mean, is all about attitude, really, right? It's like you, you don't control the things that you don't can't control, mm-hmm. and you got to have a... a positive attitude or at least an attitude that doesn't drain you I guess in situations like that yeah so I guess self-doubt symptoms that I think of um, it's a victim mentality man well that's I mean that that encompasses all of these things but you've got anxiety right mm -hmm. you're anxious because you're not in control you're 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 saying and you're saying things to yourself yeah you know, you're doubting whether or not you have the ability. There's depression, there's procrastination, there's emotional instability, there's low self-esteem, and I think the number one thing is indecision, right? So, yeah, you know, like... Part of it, certainly. Often, when you ask someone, like, hey, do you prefer red or blue? Oh, I don't know, I like both. And Blue. You know, if I say red, my mum will be upset because her favourite colour is blue, and if I say red... Sorry, if I say blue, my dad will be upset because his favourite co- It's like, what the f- what's your favourite? Like, come on, I asked you. Like, just say the first thing that comes to mind. Even if it's green. Like, I don't like either. <laughs> right? So, indecision is probably the number one symptom of self-doubt. And I think that's why a lot of people find themselves in bad situations for a prolonged period of time. Because they don't believe that they can make changes to get themselves out of a hole or to better themselves or develop something different. Well, and I think the idea of the evil we know is better than the evil we don't, right? And I think a lot of people have an idea that, oh, man, if I go and do that, what if it's bad too? Then all I've done is switch for a bad thing from a bad thing. So I should just probably not do anything, right? And it's like, well, that's not a very good attitude. What if you What if you left your negative spot that you're in and you actually tried something new? And what if it was amazing? Like, mm-hmm. What, what if, you know, they play the what if games, but when people play the what if games, they usually play them in a negative fashion versus in a positive fashion. It's like, what if we played the positive what ifs? It's like, what if you go to the bar tonight and you don't get rejected? It's like, what if you quit your job and went down the road and applied for the, your dream job and you got it? Like, mm-hmm. what if you took a risk on the business and it became a success? What if it's like, it's like oh, 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 and then they start getting all do excited you know what and I like more to energetic? Do you know what I like to do with that game after you ask and play in the positive way? Turn it around and then play it the negative way. And be like, oh, and what if you do get rejected? It's no different from every other night. Mm-hmm. And what if you don't get that job? At least you've had the experience of applying for it. Yep. So yeah. now you know what questions to ask. And next time, you're good. Right? So, yeah, it's... One of the unintentional lessons that I got of working, coming out of college, right, and and stepping into finance, and I think I've told this story, maybe not on air, but, like, it came down to me applying to 
uh, an account executive position at a marketing agency in town, an advertising agency in town, where it's like you got you got a salary, you got a little bit of bonus options, you know, and four hundred one k type stuff. So it's like it's a job. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was I was going to go work in a commission structure at Waddell and Reed, try and build a book. I had to bring a million dollars in my first year. If I didn't bring it in, I got fired. Right? You were laid off at the end of the year. And to me, that was like. Oh my God! What if I do this and I don't get my job? And I, you know, da, da, da. and I remember my parents saying, like, "Well, we started our company. We were twenty-seven. Like, why shouldn't you go and try?" And we were talking about it. it's like the worst thing that happens is you go back to the first option that you had after one year. You go and you get a job. It's like, but you've learned sales. You've learned how to run a company. You've learned all of these things in that year that you can bring to just a, you know, I'm doing air quotes, a job. Yeah, I think. And I'm going to say this not as a negative thing, but you're the ultimate safety blanket, right? You could always, as a safety net, you could always fall back on, I'm going to go work for mum and dad, right? But No, I, I couldn't. Let me finish my thought. I, even if it wasn't working for mum and dad, you've got the background in market and you could go work for somebody else, lean on the family I name. I could get a job. Do something. Yeah, exactly. But to that point, I don't think it, there's ever a choice in life, very few choices in life where... If I do this and I make the wrong choice, there's no way to pick the pieces up and start yeah. over. There's always a way to pick the pieces up and start exactly. over. Exactly. It's not like, hey, you're, if you don't do this, you're going to die. Well, and some of the pieces might be a little shattered and a little rough around the edges, and you're going to have to super glue some of it back together. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's not the end of the world. Yep, exactly. I think so many people think that if they come across despair or failure or something, that it's like the end times, right? And we talked about this, like shifting your mindset and the way you think about failure, uh, your attitude towards failure, mm-hmm. right? And when you can come at failure with an air of positivity versus the traditional idea of failure being negative, and you come at it as failure being positive, and that's our situational attitude, right? We're talking about the different types of attitude, like mm-hmm. situational attitude. I'm in a situation of failure. I did not make my first year. I did not bring in the million dollars crap <laughs> now what right but you did right <laughs> but i did yeah, yeah. I, brought, I brought in three <laughs> overachiever yeah <laughs> just yeah. had to put that in there so this so we just released today the the podcast that we got felt pretty philosophical about we, we we talked about are you where you're supposed to be right we actually oh, missed yeah. a piece last week that we could have talked about and it ties in well with this with attitude um with attitude imposter syndrome so when you ask yourself that question, am I where I'm supposed to be? We talked about everybody kind of making these positive changes and, you know, life turning around or else you realize you are in the place you're supposed to be. But there's a scenario there where you start looking around and you're like, well, this guy's performing better than me. This guy earns more. Mm-hmm. This person has an eight bedroom home and I only have a seven bedroom <laughs> home. And you start believing that you're an imposter. Like, I don't belong here. Like, I'm, I'm even yeah. despite past successes you're like by definition imposter syndrome is you are eminently qualified eminently able and capable but you doubt yourself anyway yeah you know what i've come across and, and it's really interesting is i will feel like that sometimes like i don't belong amongst these people like they're they're really and they're just talking about what they do what they own, the, how many meetings they go to, right? And you ask them how it's going. If I ask you, Stephen, how you're going, how you're doing, right? A lot of people just run. Oh, good, so busy, right? Oh, good, so busy. It's like, no, like, 
I get okay, yeah. Who you're busy, big time, so busy, yeah, la la la. But it's like you're always good. Everything is always good. Like, and this is funny to talk about on the attitude because you can. I think there are periods where it's like you have a down or you've been beaten up, and your attitude just like you just don't have it in you anymore to have a positive attitude. Which I would say it's okay to have days like that, right? I think you just acknowledge the fact that you're having a rough day, you're having a down and out attitude, and like remove yourself to some degree from you know letting that toxicity not that it's terrible but like letting that run out into other things that could have a negative impact on it right get outside go for a walk try and reset even mm-hmm. when it's 115 degrees out well my default is i'm good i i, I don't know that i ever say to somebody i'm kind of shitty today right you've said um, that to me a couple times but yeah but do you know why my default so i used to bottle things up and then it would explode and yeah. it would explode in a way that I would self-sabotage or I would um, have to go somewhere, get away, reset away from people. In the last two and a half years, that's never happened because this podcast is an outlet. This podcast is a weekly therapy session for me. I've talked about that. Um, and I don't let things get to me but because we, we put these topics out there and we have these discussions. And even if it's not something I planned on talking about invariably... You know, we end up talking about things that are going on in day in, day out. Or, do you know what really grinds my gears? And we just randomly <laughs> talk about it and make fun about it and realize how, in the grand scheme of things, it's really inconsequential, right? And so, yeah, I think for me, I do default to I'm good. And some of that is an ego thing. It's a pride thing. It's like, I don't want people to know when I'm doing shitty. But I've gotten a lot better at the people that are close to me. We have vulnerability. So... I think it's who you lean on, right? And who you're willing to say, hey, look, I'm having these doubts. I'm having these concerns. I'm not in a good headspace about this. Can we talk about this? Can we go for a beer? Can we go play golf? Can we hang out at the gym? Whatever it is. Speaking of which, McNulty showed up at the gym. I had no idea he was going to be there. Hmm. Um, and he had sweatpants and a friggin' long sleeve shirt on. And I was like, are you mental? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. McNulty. Um, yeah, random by the by but no and then so so you just you had two points and had a second point you said that people default to I'm good and what was the second part busy um, oh busy we talked about that earlier yeah that was a we've done an entire podcast oh, on that people talk like you were all fucking busy stop wearing busy like a badge of honour and you the know. best way to disarm that that's awesome busy's good what have you been busy doing and the fear, the absolute look of fear on someone's face. Oh, just just work stuff. When they have to, oh, well, what are you doing at work? What projects are you focused? Like, I will dig and dig what and dig. What are you so busy doing? You tell me why you've not been able to respond to a text message. You tell me why you haven't been able to make a happy hour for an hour for three months. You know, and I'm not saying that stuff doesn't come up. We've talked about this just a few podcasts ago, the one yeah. that we had a big argument about. But... <laughs> I dive in. I make people uncomfortable in that situation because I'm like, I want to know what you've been doing. I'm not. I don't say, "Hey, how are you?" and "What have you been up to?" because I'm making small talk. I fuck small talk. I have zero time for small talk unless it's with a coffee shop girl. And even then, I'm genuinely asking, "Hey, <laughs> what did you do this weekend?" I'm here for three and a half minutes. We might as well have a meaningful conversation. Or I can go back over here and start playing on my phone, and you can diddle around over there doing what you're doing. But I, I engage in a way that 
I want people to be uncomfortable so that they're compelled to, well, I've been doing this, and well, at work we're working on this new project, it's taking a few extra hours each day, and here's what, oh, that's awesome, I'd love to learn more about that, let's get a coffee you can unload on me. And those kinds of conversations to me are so meaningful, and I don't allow someone just to be like, oh, so busy, so busy. Oh, you wouldn't believe how busy I've been, try me. I fucking promise I will believe how busy you've been if you can quantify it. Sorry for my language. I've been pretty sweary today. Potty mouth Steven, the Scottish guy who's watching soccer, so it got it all hot and bothered again. Yeah. But, no, it's an interesting topic for sure. It, uh, yeah, I'm not sure where where to totally go with this other than just when organic conversation comes mm-hmm. up, to be honest. But I made I made a list. You know, I you? know you love my lists. Yeah, you always have. And I think each one of these is a good talking talking point. So this is next my, one. This is my list of um, no. These are uh, ways to avoid self doubt. Oh, hmm. and to improve your self talk, right? Let's t- actually. So I want to hear this list, and I, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this now, and then I want to hear the list. Is I want to talk about self doubt, but then like self realization too, because self doubt comes from a place of a feeling. I mean the the. the I would say there probably is some legitimacy to self-doubt. Like, if you're doubting some area of yourself, it means that you're probably lacking somewhere in there to some degree. Maybe not always. Some of it could be totally 100% psychological. But it's like, because usually what happens, as soon as you educate yourself a little more around whatever it is, or you practice the action a little more around whatever it is that you have self-doubt around, magically the self-doubt goes away. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be more to it. Than just, and I'm interested to what your list says now. Well, I think I can quantify between self doubt and self realization. Quantify? Quantify. Or give definition to, or how I look at it. So, self doubt for me is. So, look, let, let, me, let me give you two phrases. Phrase one is I know I'm above average athlete, right? Doubting that would be me saying, oh, I'm a below average athlete or I'm an okay athlete, right? Self um, realization is knowing that there's not very many soccer teams or basketball teams that are looking for a 39 year old <laughs> guy to come and play for them professionally, right? Yeah. So the realization part is that that window of my life is gone. It doesn't mean I can't do those things at a high level, it's a realization of ability circumstances and situation versus ability previously Mm -hmm. is how i would break that down interesting cool let's see your list (laughs) so these are ways i think that you can quickly reset if you're having if if you've got a bad attitude right or doubting yourself or saying things to yourself that aren't setting you up for success so the first one, and you're going to love this because you talk about it a lot, is grace. Give give yourself some compassion. I never thought I would hear that word ever come out of your mouth unless it was a coffee shop girl that you thought was cute and her name was Grace. Wow. Why is it always a coffee shop girl? Do you think I just live in coffee shops? Well, you always talk about the coffee shop girl, so. I did a little bit ago, but I've talked. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Whatever, whatever you say. Um, but no, give yourself grace and a little compassion, right? And we've talked about that before, the importance sometimes of us being our biggest critic. Yeah. Well, and that's how you. I think you get to the reset, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about like reset. It's like if you're not going to be willing to give yourself any leeway, 
How are you going to mentally and psychologically reset if your other half of your brain is telling you you're an idiot? Yeah. And like, that, so this <laughs> that is, doesn't work. This is going to sound sort of counterintuitive to what we're talking about, but sometimes that grace and compassion is, yeah, I've been an idiot to this point, but here's the line. Yeah. Which is fine. That's and what grace no is. Further, right? Yeah. And that's the reset. It's like, okay, I'm going to give myself the five minutes to, to be down on myself. I'm going to beat myself up over this. I might even write out what I've done wrong so that I can avoid it in the future. But then I'm going to make a plan moving Well, I think forward. grace is just forgiving yourself of any yeah. prior indiscretions or, or you know, prior line or whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. Just saying like, yeah, I screwed up. Or man, I have been subpar at, you know, this particular action. And uh, I, I want to get better at it now. Like mm-hmm. you can acknowledge it and then move on. I think is what grace is. Is what I'd say. Yeah. So do you want my next thing on the list? Sure. Let's hear it. Is it another thing I say a lot? No. I'm saying look back on achievements and successes. Yeah. Actually Glory reward wins. yourself. And mentally, it doesn't. I'm not saying go out and buy yourself something because Treat you, yourself because you got a certificate in high school or whatever <laughs> it is. It's like look back on the things you have achieved. Because that there's nothing that will give you confidence and belief in yourself. Like going, okay, remember that time I, I didn't think I could do this and then I achieved it? Remember that time year one in Ordinary to Extraordinary where we both shifted like 30 pounds? And we were like, okay, that was probably better than we ever thought we could do. But we did it. And then we got fat. Yeah. Just so you know, I'm actually shifting weight again. Stop calling me fat. You're ruining my self-belief. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me self-doubt issues. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? Here's the other thing about self-doubt with Steven. It's like some people, that's a motivator, though. It, when it's like that, because it's like this little thing, like, oh, maybe I am. But no, I'm not. No, yeah. I'm not. And they like they come back even stronger no. from it. Yeah. It's like when you punch somebody in the face, right? And they start, they want to get a little stronger, so they come back and hit you. It's like, that, I feel like that's you sometimes. Like, if you poke the bear a little bit, he gets angry and wants to come back and bite, you know? You never want to be on the other side of the game for me if there's a chip on my shoulder. I'm going to kick your butt at this golf, you know? No. <laughs> no. That's a, yeah. uh, you're already better than me by like 10 to 15 strokes, it seems like. Um, so the fact that like Travis even wanted to do that, I was it, like, it Travis, he's off. already better. I know. I was like, you're, you're poking the bear with Steven because <laughs> he's like 10 strokes better than me. So now golf, I'm going to get better than Travis. Oh, so now you're coming for that's getting, that's the goal. It pissed you off that he wanted to match us up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, don't put me in that bracket. <laughs> uh, it's it's because we both shot the same on when we both had a bad day at oh, Indian I Canyon. Had a nightmare, and you you actually didn't have as bad a day as, as it, I've seen you have. No, that's as bad as it's gotten. But no, I I blew. <laughs> that's up. as bad as I blew up that day it yeah, was that was awful. a bad day it was awful that was the worst I've shot in years yeah ditto yeah um, alright you're gonna like this because you've talked about it before as well you're just like regurgitating some of my stuff here comparison stop yeah, it it's Thief of Joy we talked about it last week yeah. we talked about it yeah. the week before but yeah it's not just the Thief of Joy it literally creates remember last week when I was talking about expectations and it's like you're comparing yourself to what either you're saying you should achieve or what other people are saying you should achieve and it's such a negative place to be focus on being better than you were yesterday rather than where being better than anybody else i know that sounds cheesy interesting though about that is like i'm going to put a caveat on some of this because i think 
a lot of things like self-doubt can be a motivator we just talked about that you this what you're just saying like can be a motivator as well like comparisons like it can motivate you in a positive way too i think the caveat to a lot of these is that like the self like again you've heard me say introspective research like looking in and saying like okay is this having a negative effect on me right like am i doing it too much because i think it's coupled with your thing right where you just incremental progress every day but i'd say if you want to do like a quarterly check-in with yourself in comparison comparison to your goals comparison into a role model as to who you want to be and then just saying here are the steps i want to take within a quarter get like that's just goal setting in my mind a little bit you know like self-comparison isn't necessarily a negative thing unless you let it be a negative thing you get what i'm saying with that yeah yeah so it's like i think that's why it's important to you know we're not saying i think that all these things are negative but that it's important that you let them not become negative things i think the biggest problem in today's day and age with comparison is facebook not well social media plays into it but the projection of people that's what i'm talking about very few very few people are as successful as happy as fit as you know as wonderful as as they will have you believe whether you're having a beer with them and i think that's where you truly find your your peer group when people are willing to be vulnerable enough with you and be like yeah you think i'm good at that (laughs) yeah you should see it behind closed doors you should see those kids running around with no pants on and shitting on the walls and you should see me running around with no pants on and (laughs) shitting on the walls (laughs) that was a hell of a saturday night (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah it's like you know i think often it's like oh we don't know you're such a great couple and your kids are always immaculate yeah. and it's like yeah you don't see what That's goes what on people behind closed say. doors they're like i've never seen you guys fight like you don't fight or like laura and i don't fight we're not at each other's throats but we certainly have discussions that might not always be us agreeing lauren could kill you with a look let's be honest <laughs> with a what a look oh a look like lauren would give you a look and you would just be like i screwed up I'm sorry. Ruh-roh. I might not even know what I've done at this point, but please don't murder me. <laughs> you sound like a married man, Stephen. You didn't even get married. Yeah. yeah, I've been in those relationships where I don't even need them to say anything. I was like, okay, I fucked up. <laughs> okay, I fucked up. <laughs> Ruh-roh. That look says it all. And I know Lauren has that look. Yeah. Like, Every girl has that look. Yeah. Well, even your buddies have that look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the next thing. And it's not what I've got written down, but it's what I'm going to say is stand on the shoulders of giants. So surround yourself with positive and supportive people. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think this ties in with comparison a little bit and how you can alleviate yourself of self-doubt. I forget who said it, but it's a pretty common, well-known quote that um, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And sometimes you have to look at your peer group and say, okay, you're getting 80% of my time right now when you really only deserve 20% of it. And this person that lifts me up, builds me up, is supportive and a real part of um, my pathway to success is only getting 20% and they need 80% of my mm-hmm. time. And adjusting those levels. Oh, I think you're right. Um, here's an interesting one. Get an outside perspective. So this ties in with the whole look back on achievements and successes but sometimes when you have a discussion with someone about where you are and what people actually think of you Mm -hmm. and again this is a way to make people stop in their tracks and kind of the reaction 
is going to tell you everything you need to know when you say to somebody, hey, can we have a kind of conversation? I'm kind of struggling with some things. What do you think I'm good at, bad at? What parts of my life do you think I can grow into? If it's a professional conversation, like, hey, where do you think my biggest growth areas are? You know, what can I really focus on mm-hmm. to be better? And when you ask people that, like, one, you're going to know if they're worthwhile keeping in your circle. But two, they're either their instant reaction is going to be so telling because they're either going to be like, you know, I'm making a lot of facial expressions here that people can't see except you. But, they're, you know, they're going to be like, well... well this is going to be fine. <laughs> this is going to be a long list. Or they're going to be like, well, you do this, this, and this well. You know, I feel like you could focus here and grow a little bit. And how they react is super important, right? But, oh, that was a hiccup. That outside perspective is important. Um, and then the last part is just speaking to yourself differently. Self-talk is so important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just an attitude mm. change. And, and I'll give an example of this. Like, you hit that bad golf shot. Oh, for fuck's sake, Stephen. Mm. You're an idiot. Oh, right? As opposed to, well, that one very good. Let's reset, shake that one off, try again. I love it. Right? We have, uh, <laughs> who was it? Maybe it's, uh, Casey in my office always has really good one-liners for when you just like, you'd be like, you shank the ball or you just like, when we play shuffleboard out here and he's like, oh, so close. Like right as you go like right off the board. Yeah. Right at the very, ah, oh, so close. <laughs> we were golfing the other day and pop to one of his buddies who was down there. He's like, oh, it was almost right on the green and it's like way off in the trees type thing you know where it's just like bringing some levity to the situation because i think that's another thing like so many people take things in life just like very seriously and i i, I which is good and bad i guess you know depending on what it is because you have to take it serious to get better at it but to some degree it's like man life is meant to be enjoyed like quit taking things so seriously quit comparing yourself to others if it's something you really want to get better at Take it seriously, but not in a way that is so negative that you're demeaning to yourself and you're just unenjoyable to be around, right? Because with golf, I think people get this way sometimes where it's like they take it way too seriously because they're trying to get better mm-hmm. and they miss the point. Is like The point is, in my opinion, not just to get better. It's to actually enjoy it as well. You want to talk about standing on the shoulders of giants? Travis Pop, the guy you just mentioned, that's the guy I call when I need to pick me up. Even when he's having a bad day and you listen to him, he just has this way of bringing it all back. And you, to your point, just add levity. Like he's 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 in that group for me. That's funny. Um, That's funny you'd say that. Yeah. No, I, I stand by it. Um, yeah, and that might have sounded really cheesy how I framed the "don't call yourself an effing idiot" and. Oh, we'll shake it off and do the next one. But I mean, however you say it to yourself, like to me, that's whether it's life or golf or whatever, that's what you've got to do, right? Good thing I'm not a pro. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Did you see when I I screwed up a putt the other day? I'm like, man, I got to go to the Wonderland and practice my putting. See if I can get it through the tilt-a-whirl or whatever. (laughs) I hit one on Friday and I was like, oh, God, that's a Sally Gunnel. So anybody from the UK is going to get this and I'm going to have to explain it to the Americans. So Sally Gunnell was a 200 and 400 meter runner for the UK, right? For the Great Britain Olympics. She won a bunch of gold medals. She was really great. Sally Gunnell had a beautiful body. She was athletic. She was fit. She won gold medals. She was 240 pounds? No, 200 
200 and 400 meters. Oh, that's like they're events. <laughs> okay. Um, but she was not an attractive Sprint. lady. She was ugly, right? I'm sorry if that seems really shallow. So what a Sally Gunnell shot is is ugly as fuck, but a great runner. You are a potty mouth today. <laughs> Jeez. So that's what we used to say on the golf course. If you hit one, you know the ones that they'll go like 150 yards, the but they're on the yeah. ground the whole time? Mm-hmm. It's called a Sally Gunnell because it's ugly, but it's a great runner. <laughs> so I said that on Friday, <laughs> and, and Adam's like, wait, what? What's the Sally Gunnell? And I was like, I had to explain to him. So hopefully that gave everybody in the UK a laugh, and hopefully the Americans can see the connotation there. Great runner, but ugly. Great runner, but ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sally. I don't want to look up who's this, what Sally Gunnell. You can do it after. <laughs> Sally Gunnell, G-U-N-N-E-L-L. Now, bear in mind a lot of the pictures that are going to show up, she's all frigging glamorized up, but no, she wasn't attractive when she was running. She got a nose. (laughs) (laughs) British athlete with a nose. Yeah. Her hair looks good. Yeah, whatever. Um, Yeah, whatever. I I don't have anything else to say on this. I don't either. Just, you know, just don't don't beat yourself up. If you're doubting yourself, reach out to some people for levity and, and just a different perspective because. I promise nobody else's opinion is usually as bad of you as yours is of yourself. I mean, she's not that bad looking. Oh, you're still on the phone. (laughs) She's like 60 years old now. I'm over here being all philosophical and not shallow now, and you're still focused on the shallow stuff. I'm just seeing if your statement holds true. (laughs) She does have a big nose, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, anything to add, Ben? No, other than just... What we had said earlier, I think, is, is important. Just when you're feeling down or negative, like, go have a reset. And sometimes acknowledging that you can't control certain things is that reset. And then shifting your attitude to the things that you can control that are going to bring happiness and joy and positive momentum forward. Like, do that. Boom. You could have just said that at the start. This podcast could have been 30 seconds long. I tried to, but then you had to wax philosophical for 50 minutes. Wow. (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, we appreciate likes and shares and reviews and all that stuff. We ask all the time, and I feel like some people do it, and some people just like, no, I'll do it later. Or they don't. Do it now. Do it now. (laughs) Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, Yeah. So that's all I got. Yep. Until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom.